This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Jason Ireland, who's a partner at McGrath Nickel Advisory. Hey, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Alan. Now, McGrath-Nickel is an insolvency firm, uh, so you are presumably attached or a part of McGrath-Nickel, but you're advising companies, what, how not to go broke? Yeah, so uh, McGrath-Nickel, probably, you probably heard uh, McGrath-Nickel as an insolvency firm, but McGrath-Nickel is actually has evolved now to we're in our 16th year, and it's uh, an advisory firm uh, more than it is an insolvency firm. Is that so? So, That's right, yes. There you go. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have... So you you make more money from advice than insolvency, uh, although insolvency is pretty lucrative. It it is, uh, you know, as the economy's evolved, McGrath-Nickel's evolved, so... We haven't had a lot of uh, distress in the Australian economy now for a number of years. So McGrath-Nickel has been evolving as, a, as an advisory firm. So we now have uh, McGrath-Nickel restructuring, the insolvency bit or the uh, distress bit that you might that you referred to. But we also have McGrath-Nickel advisory, which has actually got nearly twice the number of partners and half the staff of the McGrath-Nickel right. group. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I suppose I suppose that's right. You know, we haven't we haven't had a recession for a while. Um, it's been not a lot of distress, yeah, as you so point out. That's right. So uh, McGrath-Nickel Advisory uh, has been going, McGrath-Nickel, the group, has been going for, as I said, 15, 16 years. And the advisory team has really now been sort of as strong as this for the last half that. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've really evolved. And do you specialise in certain types of advice? Yeah, we do. So McGrath-Nickel Advisory in three broad sectors. We have the, our forensic practice, so uh, both, both uh, reactive and proactive responses to things like fraud or, uh, or other cyber crime. So uh, that's a quite a large part of our and who do you work business. for in doing that? All, all sorts. So uh, we, work, we, we work sometimes with the police. We work sometimes with a corporate who might suspect that something's been going on and, and wants us to investigate. So we have uh, pretty high-tech investigators that go into uh, businesses and, and, and unpick that to see whether or not uh, a fraud is, and, and also is happening and also gathering evidence. Then we have our transactions team who are just a, a, a business that helps with M&A transactions transactions or due diligence and then we have the business improvement strategy and business improvement team and that and that is uh, uh, where I spend most of my time and that's where the working capital report comes out of there's a there's a cash and working capital center of excellence inside that group uh, and so they are the three pillars if you like of our advisory business and you've dragged me onto the working capital report <laughs> of this year which is which yeah. is what we're mainly here to talk about which um, is uh, what done 7 yes. years of it's our 7th year um uh, what have you noticed this year in your investigations of working capital? R- really interesting. And, and yes, I did drag you to working capital. I could talk about it all day. So uh, I know we've only got about 10 minutes, but uh, so so stop me um, at any point. But uh, working capital is something that we, you would imagine a, an advisory business and also an advisory business that has a strong background in distress or underperformance is always focused on cash. So it's really the DNA of McGranickel anyway. So cash and working capital is something that we've always focused on. And we've now wrapped this sort of cash should working capital centre of excellence around um, working capital because I find that uh, while, while many, many businesses understand profit, uh, not as many businesses really nail cash and, and even fewer uh, nail the difference between those two, which is working capital. So uh, what have we found this year? We've, we've tracked uh, nine sectors, nine listed uh, sectors, so, so sorry, 140 companies across nine sectors that are listed on the stock exchange. Uh, total total work... Uh, 
uh, market cap of those businesses, $726 billion, and we tracked their, uh, the elements of working capital and how they're moving. Overall then, to answer your question, we saw that businesses in that sample reduced the amount of cash tied up in working capital, actually by taking uh, less than a full day out of the working capital cycle, 0.9 of a day across that. What uh, do you mean by that? So, so I'll come back to that because working capital, I like to talk about it in a number of days, but I'll come, I'll, I'll come back to that. So we, we saw uh, 0.9 of a day reduced uh, in the working capital cycle, and that equated to $1.3 billion. Uh, so quite quite a lot. So what 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 that tells you is that by moving the dial on working capital, you can really change the cash flow profile of a business. I mentioned where does that one point three billion dollars go to? So uh, sometimes it is purely uh, more cash in the bank for those businesses. So so you've reduced the amount of cash tied up in working capital. So tied up in things like accounts receivable. Or so that's what I'm wondering: is it, is it is it just simply moving money from receivables into the bank? Yes, or reducing the amount of money tied up in inventory. That's why I talk about in right. days. Days um, inventory is probably the easiest one to think about in terms of days. How much? How many days of sales do I hold in inventory in my in my um, factory or in my warehouse? Now it would make sense if if I if I feel. If I have 365 days of inventory in my factory, then in one sense you'd say, well, I have a lot of inventory. It's all ready, it's all ready to go. But that's a lot of cash tied up that's not actually in your bank. You've, you've invested money in that. So when you hear the term, I've invested it in working capital, uh, it's often sitting there in inventory. Whereas if you can be more efficient with how you hold your inventory, you could hold half of that. You know, keep, keep, keep the, uh, the, the equivalent cash in the bank you know, as, a, as a war chest, as, a, as, a, as anything else that you need liquidity for. So really I find, I mentioned earlier that a lot of people will understand profit. A lot of people want to uh, make that profit become cash more quickly. Uh, not a lot of people really nail the working capital. And the way I like to think about it is to think about it in days. So uh, think about how many days does it take me between when I sell something to when I collect the cash? That's your that's your day's sales outstanding. You're not always in control of that. No, you're not. Because your suppliers you, mightn't want to pay you. That's right. That's right. So your customers sometimes your customers have their own issues with with cash and working capital. But you, there are, there is a lot that you can do to actually improve your own debtor collection cycle. The way you approach that. So, so you mentioned that what the improvement this year you've noticed is point nine. Point nine of, of a day. day. So is that is that across both types? Of, is it both receivables and inventory, or across or? the working capital cycle? So if you right. think about the working capital cycles, made up of three elements. It's how many, how uh, what I've got in debtors or accounts receivable, what I've got in inventory, and then how quickly do I pay my own creditors? Those three things, those three elements, make up the working capital cycle. So if you have uh, uh, 10 days in accounts receivable, 10 days in inventory, and then five days, which is a, a negative to that, then you'd, you'd have a 15-day working capital cycle. So is it possible that the 0.9 days improvement has come about by companies stretching out their payment terms of their own, that they're paying their suppliers more slowly? Great question. In fact, in fact, no. Uh, in fact, it was achieved that the improvement was achieved by collecting more quickly from your own customers, by holding lower amounts of inventory. And in fact, that third metric actually went down itself. People actually across that sample paid their suppliers more, more quickly. 
So that surprises well, it me. Is, it is. It is. It, it's it's one of the things. That it's much more sustainable. It's a sustainable way to improve working capital. You, a lot of people say, "How do I quickly improve my cash flow?" The first thing to do will be, "I'll stop paying my suppliers." As you would imagine, that doesn't work very. That doesn't work for very long. It's very. It's very rapid. Because they won't supply you for very long. long. They'll be very so unhappy with it's you. But far better. Has to, that resulted? Has your findings resulted in an increase in cash? Um, uh, holdings by companies? Yes. I mean, uh, yes. Uh, big sample, different thing. People do different things with cash. They might pay down more debt or they might actually spend that. They might invest that in, in, in CapEx. So uh, one of the big things we say is, isn't it better to have that cash in your hand to be, a- to be able to make those strategic decisions as opposed to sort of sitting back and not having the cash circulating through your business very quickly? So, uh, yeah, r- really interesting that what businesses have done with that, they've invested it or they've, they've purchased another business or they've expanded, you know, st- strategic things. It's interesting. One of the things you read about Amer- American companies is how much cash is sitting on their balance sheets in you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of yes. cash, uh, particularly big tech companies and so on. Is that the case here? Not as much. Not as much here. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't done as much uh, research on what they've done with that cash or cash balances, but, but not as much. I, I, I think that what you see here in Australia, which, uh, which is quite interesting and I think drives a lot of uh, what, what happens, is because we've got um, quite a short cycle of, of uh Profit, cash, uh, dividends, uh, the, the way that that happens. I, I think that when you see cash build up in Australian companies like the mining houses did in the last few years, they actually distributed that. So gave it back to shareholders or, or did share buybacks. So I don't think there's as much cash. Well, there's a lot more of a distribution culture it in is. Australia. It is. for sure. I'm a shareholder. I, I, I'm doing it for my own for And um, uh, to what extent... Um, uh, do you think that working capital failures are responsible for um, insolvencies? Well, well Alan, uh, it's all about that, is it? It is. Businesses run out of cash. They don't run out of profit. Uh, profit and accounting is an accounting term that's, that uh, anybody that's listening that's an accountant will understand that there's a whole stack of accounting standards which, which have uh, various applications. But businesses can make a huge loss. We see on the, uh, the exchange quite often where a business will report a, quite a large loss. That doesn't mean they're insolvent. Uh, a business runs out of money. Yeah, <laughs> that, well, that's how they go into insolvency. It's certainly true that when, I, when I'm researching a company, I'll go straight to the cash flow statement and yes. skip the... Skip the P&L. Well, the P&L is often harder to read. I, I think the cash flow statement is perfectly easy to read. One number less another number is the cash flow for the business. That's right. <laughs> money in, money out. That's exactly it. How much is left? That's exactly it. And the bridge between the profit that's reported and that cash flow is the working capital. So I've made those sales, but I haven't collected them yet. They're, 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 right. still, they're still outstanding. They're still my days, sales And the point nine days that you referred to, it turns into money. It is. It's cash. It is. So if you, if you are making the same amount of sales in one year as you have in the, uh, the previous year, but you collected them more quickly this year, you've got more cash. Well, you said you could talk all day about working capital, and uh, unfortunately we haven't got all day, and we've in fact <laughs> run out of time. So, Thanks very much. Great Tom. to talk to you, Jason. Thanks. Cheers. I've been talking to Jason Ireland, who's a partner at McGrath Nickel Advisory.